This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, October 4th, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. The Washington Post recently editorialized that reduced apprehensions at the border represents a victory for law enforcement, but the drop in apprehensions is largely due to sluggish U.S. job growth. Dan Griswold, director of the Cato Institute Center for Trade Policy Studies, says for their part, GOP presidential candidates don't have a very clear idea of what securing the border means either. The Post put its finger on a a very real development, and that is there are a lot fewer apprehensions of illegal immigrants trying to cross the border than there were three or five years ago. In fact, they're the lowest they've been, according to the editorial, since 1972. Now, uh, this is kind of a mixed blessing. Uh, the advocates of getting tough on immigration say, oh, our enforcement's finally working. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that's really plausible. I mean, we have been ramping up border enforcement over the last 20 years, dramatically increased spending, the fence uh, agents at, at the border. What's changed, of course, is, is the Great Recession uh, starting in 2007. And if, if it was just enforcement, you'd expect the same number of people trying to come over and we'd be better at catching them, and you'd, you'd have apprehensions going up. In fact, apprehensions have been going down. I think it clearly means fewer people are crossing the border because the jobs uh, just aren't here. That, to me, isn't a very satisfying victory. So it's a Pyrrhic victory at best. It, it, it is, but it's politically significant because uh, a, a lot of the Republican presidential candidates, and, and most of them have taken a pretty hard line on, uh, on illegal uh, I- immigration. They say we can't talk about reform until we have control of the border. Well, first off, what does that mean? They're kind of nebulous about it. I-, I think we've got more control over our southwest border than we probably have ever in American history. Uh, in the last 20 years, we've increased spending 700 percent. We have five times as many agents on the border as we did in the early 1990s. Now we've got 700 miles of ugly fence, drones overhead. Uh, We we pretty much have control of the border in the sense that we're doing more than ever to stop people from coming in. But there's a nonsensical aspect to that demand too, and that is uh, why should we have to wait to stop people from coming in before we enact comprehensive immigration reform? In fact, the two complement each other beautifully. If we had greater opportunities for legal entry into the United States, you would see illegal immigration drop. That's the experience we had in the 1950s with the Bracero program. Uh, It was a guest worker program. It had its flaws, but uh, it allowed Mexicans to come into the country legally, temporarily, to work uh, mostly on U.S. farms in the Southwest. When we increased visas dramatically there, border apprehensions dropped by 95%. Uh, what if we did both? What if we had smart enforcement at the border and comprehensive immigration reform? I, I think our enforcement worries on the southwest border would largely disappear. So uh, in some sense, the Republicans that are arguing for get control of the border first, secure the border first, build the dang fence, it's almost as if they actually would like to avoid the actual substantive issue of immigration reform. Yes. I think it serves two political purposes for them. One, they can compete with each other to sound tough in cracking down on illegal immigration. Uh, and that is a, it's an important issue among a subset of Republican primary voters. I don't think it's a decisive issue in the general uh, uh, campaign. But secondly, yes, it, it allows them to avoid the 
important issue but politically sensitive issue of reform. And and by comprehensive immigration reform, I, I basically see three major aspects to it. And the Homeland Security Secretary Janet DiPolitano has talked about three legs of immigration reform, and I think she's right. Uh, some kind of legalization of the 11 million who are already here. That's a very sensitive subject, but we have to do something. Everybody knows we can't deport 11 million people. Creating opportunities for legal immigration in the future to accommodate future needs. And then smart enforcement against criminals and terrorists who are still operating out, outside the law. Uh, the Republican presidential candidates, most of them anyway, don't want to talk anything about it. The, they have this uh, a buzzword of amnesty, which isn't really accurate. Uh, guest worker programs, nobody seems to get around to talking about that. I, I think some of the Republican candidates, uh, like uh, Rick Perry, Newt Gingrich, uh, maybe John Huntsman, have sounded a little more moderate on immigration reform, but unfortunately the center of gravity in the Republican debate right now is just enforcement only, even though it is not the reason why we've had this modest uh, success in uh, fewer apprehensions at the border. And like a lot of other issues, um, demand the demand side of this equation is the one that we should be thinking about in a very serious way, that is demand for employment Yes, uh, among people who do not live in this country. Yes, uh, it is. It's a simple story of supply and demand. There's a supply of low-skilled workers in Mexico and Latin America, and we've had demand for those workers here. And in normal years, uh, we're creating hundreds of thousands of net new jobs for low-skilled workers. And, and frankly, the supply of Americans who filled those jobs is shrinking. We're getting older. We're getting uh, better educated. I, I think temporary low-skilled immigration is a, is a very solid market-oriented, limited government approach uh, to, to this issue rather than, you know, isn't it interesting that you've got uh, small government Republicans that can't spend enough on border enforcement and are talking about intrusive things like E-Verify and national ID cards and that sort of thing when there's a, a limited government, small government solution looking them in the face and it's comprehensive immigration reform. Dan Griswold is director of the Cato Institute Center for Trade Policy Studies. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.